The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. Pretty lackadaisical. The bell or your uh, intro? Oh, all of it. All right. This is the Low Fat Podcast. Thank you for joining, tuning in, downloading, streaming, whatever it is you do. Um, just in case you don't know, I be Dave. This be Matt. Yo. And uh, this is the Low Fat Podcast, just like I said. And we are basically the unresearched opinions of two culturally insignificant dudes. Oh. You're kind of late on the on the on the side there. It's just disappointing. Why? I want to be culturally significant, Dave. Well, we might get there. So anyway, we decided to uh, take some time off for uh, Memorial Day, which is why we didn't have one of last week. But really, it's we were lazy. There was a whole lot of eating going on. But so. I feel like a really unprepared teacher. Uh, <laughs> but you've been preparing. Which is even worse. So, uh, I guess today, I wanted to talk a little bit about abortion. Oh, shite. But not in the way everybody talks about it. Because uh, ever since that ever since that opinion got leaked out and everybody has been, the whole brouhaha has been going on about it, uh, whenever I listen to the NPR also known as American Pravda, to me. The the journalists, the interviewers, the, the media folks keep on calling abortion a constitutional right. And since I wasn't paying attention the day they, law, they taught law in law school, I thought I missed something. <laughs> so I went well, You were probably sleeping, bro. Well, okay. <laughs> so I decided to, to kind of Take a take a quick gander at the the Bill of Rights. Uh huh. And there's no there's no constitutional right to abortion in there, which made me go, oh, I really must have been like not paying attention to the day they taught law in law school. And I forget who which justice it was that uh, that wrote the opinion for Roe v. Wade. And you know. As you know, you know, right? Roe v. Wade? Yeah. Yes. We actually, actually studied Roe v. Wade. Oh, really? During the bar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't do much studying for that either. Which is probably why I did so horribly. You passed. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, the... The, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at the opinion, but I do vaguely remember how a lot of people are saying it's a made up law or it's a made up right. And as I was, as I was looking through, when I was looking through the, um, the Bill of Rights, like I said, there was no, there's no right to abortion. Right. But there is the Ninth Amendment. I think it's the Ninth Amendment. Oh, I hope it's the Ninth Amendment now. But basically it was like I, like I've been saying, um, I believe... and What I is the Ninth Amendment? The Ninth Amendment basically says that 
there are other riots that aren't that aren't enumerated here. Okay. So it was it was um, I guess it was I want to say James Madison because he was probably the smartest of the the early. Thought he was a Supreme Court justice and then president. No, James Madison was a. Who uh, am I thinking of? Supreme Court justice and then president. Yeah. You might be thinking of Taft, who was backwards. He was president, then he became Supreme Court justice. What about Jackson? No, he was never a judge. Andrew Jackson? Yeah. No, he was never a judge. Okay. Shit, I don't even think he went to school. Okay. Or maybe he did. I don't know. Actually, he was a lawyer, I think. Okay. Or was he just a military? Anyway, we're 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 being sidetracked (laughs) here. Already sidetracking you. Well, it doesn't matter. It's not like I've got anything earth-shattering to say. So. The Ninth Amendment, and I like I said, I believe it was uh, James Madison who was like Secretary of State. He was he was probably one of the drafters of the Constitution. He was one of the people that wrote the Federalist Papers mm-hmm. under like was it Julius or whatever. He's the one that he's the one that's that 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 they attribute the you know if men were angels, right? We wouldn't need a government, right? Right, right, right. The whole oppressive government thing. <clears throat> um, I think he was one of the people that was saying, look, if we keep on enumerating these rights, like, you know, the first, fourth, fifth, sixth. We'll just keep going. Hmm? We can't cover them all. Exactly. So, you know, he was saying, he, I think, I, I'm, 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 I think he was the one that was responsible for the Ninth Amendment, which basically says there are more rights <laughs> that we didn't include in here. That just because we didn't include in here don't mean we're not including in here. Right. So he's saying, you know, just because it wasn't enumerated here doesn't mean it's not a right that the government can't take away from you. Mm-hmm. Which is what, you know, like the, the First Amendment is, um, you know, unreasonable searches and seizures, all that stuff. And uh, I wish I remember the name of the justice that wrote the Roe v. Wade opinion. But, you know, he was he was using that and saying there are all these, quote unquote, privacy rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and that right when right when uh, right when that came out, I I don't know if you remember, but there were a lot of people sitting there saying stuff like, "Oh, um, they're going to get rid of gay marriage and interracial marriage and stuff like that." No, I don't remember that. Well, that was that was one of the the scaremongering tactics that was being brought out. When was Roe v. Wade? Was it the eighties? Roe v. Wade was like seventy something. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think the the. I think by the time it got to the Supreme Court, it was like 75 or something, but it was early 70s. But there was all this all this hubbub about how if you got rid of Roe v. Wade, then you could go after interracial marriage and and um, homosexual marriage, what they like to call, uh, what, what the progressives like to call marriage equality, which I, I have some issue with that, but I'm not really going to... Not not the actual uh, act of it, but calling it marriage equality. I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's as we've been saying um, a real you know just 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 uh, manipulation of language to to you know to assume a right that well uh, manipulation of language. But going back to the abortion deal and how I think it's different. Like number one, I don't think. From looking at the stuff, I, I don't think it's a constitutional right, and saying it is doesn't make it so. And even even though abortion is not a constitutional right that, that was enumerated, 
that doesn't mean that that now the country has to get rid of it. It just means that it's something for the states to decide. Which is what's been kind of going on. Well, but that's the way I felt about, uh, like, when Prop 8 was coming, was out uh, back in, uh, gosh, it's been a while now. But that's kind of the way it is. And I and, and for a judge to sit there and say, no, that's, that's not constitutional. I'm like, that's actually kind of wrong. <laughs> What's Prop 8? Prop A was uh, the anti-gay marriage thing in California. Right, right. Which passed. And then got... And then Oberfell v. Hodges. They're like, oh no, it's, it is now constitutional. I was like, well... I'd always, I'd always maintain that that was a pretty weak way of trying to get something through. Like, the whole, the whole point of trying to get something through the Supreme Court <clears throat> is bad because, number one, I don't think judges should make law. You know, judges interpreting law, okay, and even even the even the right for uh, judicial review is kind of because that's not enumerated either. No, they got they got there was a justice that came up with that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Marshall. I mean, brilliant, but yeah, apparently Thomas Jefferson had said about Marshall, if you if you grant him a premise. You're, you're done. You're done. Yeah. So he was, you know, but they were all, they were all super smart people. And that's, that's what I think about abortion. Not without, without going into the morality of it, uh, calling it a constitutional right when it isn't one, just don't think it's right. So if it's not a right, not a constitutional right. If it's not a constitutional right, then what? You're saying it's just that, that, that it just gets determined by the states? Well, the Constitution is supposed to be, uh, the way I understand it, it's supposed to be the original framers of the Constitution were, were saying there are, the whole purpose of our law isn't that the government grants you rights. It's the, 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 the legal philosophy is you have, not, you have certain rights that nobody can take away from you. Not even the government, and we're gonna we're gonna identify the, the big ones. Well, we're gonna try to identify them, but because they can't identify them all, they say stuff like, "But there are other rights that we can't think of or haven't thought of right now that are still there." Right, and so that's why when when people were talking about the the interracial marriage thing, I think is probably one that you could conceivably make application to the Ninth Amendment for because, you know, you treat light things alike and different things different. And whether it's a black male or female and a white male or female or any or any ethnicity, any human, any male and female of any population in the world, you can bring them together. And if they're healthy, they can have a kid. Right. The old fashioned way. You know, mm-hmm. with without without significant scientific help, mm-hmm. and and marriage also is something that's probably something that every every culture recognizes. So in that sense, trying to trying to take away a right of marriage would probably be unconstitutional according to our laws. Now there are certain things in marriage that I think would have some uh, some difficulty, like polygamy. 
I think that's something that can be regulated. While you can't say a male and a female, you can't say a male and a female can't get married. Yeah. You probably can say, but we're going to limit <laughs> our marriage enforcement to one one person of each sex. Right. I think when you go to one person of the same sex or, you know, one person of one sex and several people of another sex, that stuff I think can be regulated. And again, that's something for the voting, the people to decide. That makes sense. But, it, but the thing about abortion, though, is it always comes down. They, people always talk about the moral. It always in, ends up being a discussion of the moral. Which is why it's something that's ripe for the people to decide. Not judges. Well, especially not judges, but uh, <clears throat> that is, it's one of those things where the people should decide that. In my opinion. And, and saying, well, it's too, it's too difficult. You know, what if I don't have enough people that agree with me? It's too difficult, whatnot. That's, that is not enough of a, of an, of a reason to sit there and say, take it out of the hands of everybody else. But that's all I really wanted to say about abortion, because like I said, it's not a, it's not really a constitutional right. And calling it one, I think, does it a a disservice. Wow, we're done before fifteen minutes. Well, there wasn't there wasn't much to say about that, and plus, I wanted to get to our other topic, which is actually kind of a step. We have to do it in increments. <clears throat> Another thing that uh, both parties, both sides of the of the big debate, um, of any debate, sit there and accuse the other side of in our in our political atmosphere these days. Yep, right. The, the, the people on the right, I don't, and I don't even like calling them conservatives and progressives because what have the conservatives conserved and what have the progressives progressed except for conserving or progressing their own power? But that's not the topic. So the topic that we had talked about uh, in the car not too long ago was you were kind of kind of having a philosophical question about you know a calling or what a calling is and I was thinking about talking about that but before but I thought before I got to it or before we get to it you kind of have to start somewhere else like purpose and even then I got I thought about another thing and that's anger which is something that's near and dear to my heart right now because a lot of the stuff in the media makes me angry i got very mad this week watching a lot of stuff right but as i thought about it <clears throat> i thought about anger and i thought about my life and then i realized that anger is something built in to the male of the species we are you know from from whenever we hit puberty we get loads of testosterone coursing through our veins and that, and, and I don't know, and we've talked about this before, but I don't know if women realize this ladies, if you don't realize this, pretty much every male you ever meet past puberty deals with boatloads 
of anger. I don't know if I don't know if the women do, but I know as a male from the time I was about 16 till now, even just boatloads of anger. And my life has really been trying to control that anger. And, 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 and before we talk about, well, anger is not necessarily in of its, in and of itself a bad thing. I think it's good. Cause you need really? it. Yeah. You need it. Anger, anger controlled is incredibly powerful. You control your anger and you can, um, you can do a lot of stuff. You can do anything. Anything might be a little bit extreme, but there's a lot of stuff you could do. Your anger can help motivate you to doing all kinds of stuff. But anger gets, but anger gets pretty bum rap. Right. Because, because everyone's like, anger's bad. Anger's not, not something that's good. You don't want or it's like you, you need to teach your little boy not to be angry. Uncontrolled anger. And, and, and that statement right there that you need to teach your little boy not to be angry, that's definitely a feminine viewpoint mm-hmm. in my mind. Because every man, every male has to deal with his anger. Well, it'll be, it'll be called, it gets called all sorts of things. But you have to deal, you have to learn to deal and control your anger. That's what that's what adulthood. That's what life is for a, for a male. You learn to deal with it and use it, and that has been that has been the, you know, I don't know, but I believe that that has been the lesson that has been taught men in every society for the last couple of eons. Control your anger. Control and use your anger. How do you, you mean like the energy of anger? Yes. Yes, exactly. Anger is an, anger is like, is like, is like uranium 238. You just need a little bit of it and it can power a whole lot of stuff. But just like uranium 238 or 236 or whatever it is, whatever the radioactive isotope it is to make nuclear energy, mm-hmm. you get that Which anger. Is extremely, uh, what's the word? It's, it's, it's powerful. Unstable. Well, it's on, but it's powerful. It's, you know, back in, what was it? Like it was the early 20th century that some, some chemist or physicist figured out that, you know, breaking the bonds of a radioactive isotope creates way more energy than you would think. I think it was a Kiwi. May have been. I, I, I heard it was like some Jewish woman, but I don't know. Could have been a Kiwi too. But, but that, that got me into looking at, at anger and like how I am so angry and how things are, things are making me more inordinately angry than it should. Like everything on, on media. And then, you know, talking to you, talking to other people, talking to a lot of other men. I guess this part of it is really more geared towards the men. <laughs> but things are really trying to ramp up our anger. And I thought about, I thought about, I was like, what happens when you're just angry, like super angry, right? And as I was, as I was, as I was very intolerant, well, as I was working on controlling my anger, which I do 
my, my, my preferred method is exercise. So as I was exercising, huffing and puffing, sweating my fat ass off, I thought about, I thought about what happens when you're so angry that you become frustrated and, and just can't do anything, right? Yeah, like you, you just kind of like stuck. You, you're, you become a toddler. And that, that's when, that's when it, that's when it kind of dawned on me that the, the ramping up the anger in everybody, that's, uh, on purpose because what, what, what does a toddler do? They get super angry, super frustrated, don't know what to do with it. And they just stop. So somebody else, an adult parent, uncle, aunt, somebody has to, you know, calm them down. Allay a sewage, like help them through it. If they like, you know, they 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 can't they can't tie their shoes. Or they they're hungry or whatever. They just get angry, and so somebody else has to take care of it. And I'm sitting there going, "That's that's exactly what's what's being done, especially to the men." Which is like how like like what you get super angry. <clears throat> you have no way to fix it. There's no outlet. Well, there's tons of outlets, tons of healthy outlets, tons of unhealthy outlets. But, but over the course of the last 70 or so years, the male of our species and our society has been relegated to a certain position to where you're just not, you're unnecessary. Mm. You're a throwback. You're whatever you're demonized to where like, you know, you don't, you don't have anything good to add. And so... Which also makes me angry. Right. But that's untrue. What we have to add, what we men, and I'm talking about people probably 60 to 18. 16 to 18? 60. Okay. The 18-year-olds, the 18 to 30-year-olds, I don't, I don't, I don't blame, quote unquote, so much for not being able to deal with, with their anger mm -hmm. because they just, they, they, they come around in a time where it was just, Hey, everything, everything about Cro-Magnon man, bad. You toxic, bad. Masculinity. toxic masculinity is created by women. Mm -hmm. That expression. No, no, that the expression and the result, I think there is a such thing as toxic masculinity and that is created that the situation the, you know, the situation is created and, and cultivated knowingly or unknowingly by women. But going back to it, so men need to learn how to harness their anger. And you do it via exercise? I do it via exercise. But that, that comes to purpose, which we might have to talk about next time. But the identification of it, the anger, what I really wanted to talk about today was, yes, every, for everybody out there sitting there thinking that just there's stuff that makes me super angry, super duper angry and almost willing to just like set things on fire, right? Mm-hmm. That's on purpose. That's exactly what you're being. Like, we are being literally been set on fire. I don't know if this is the right term because I hate the term gaslighting, mm -hmm. but I can't think of any better term at this, at this point right now, but that's, that is happening. Men have 
males have been gaslit for the last 50 years. But <clears throat> there is more blame on the men, the males, I think, that are between 60 and 50. So basically, I'm in that cohort. We're being, we're being gaslit, but while we were growing up and we, when we came of age, there was still enough remnants of men because, you know, the, uh, the whole, uh, the whole political correctness stuff didn't really start in earnest until I was a young adult. Yeah. It so, was like the nineties. Yeah. So there was still, there was still enough remnants of good old fashioned masculinity, masculinity that would teach you how to deal with your anger. I don't know that I ever got taught that though. Well, I can't, I can't talk about the situation in your society, mm -hmm. but the situation in my society, you know, when I was growing up, when I was a, when I was a very young boy, all the world, a majority of the world war two vets that made it back were still alive and they were still relatively young. They were probably in their, uh, fifties or sixties Yeah, when I was a young boy. When I was getting to be a young man, fewer of them, but their children were still alive. And, you know. Oh, and still, uh. Yes. And not to, not to assign blame because in my, in my opinion, assigning blame doesn't do anything. It's just like identifying the problem. Okay. So you've, you, so you found out what the problem is. Now you gotta fix it. But I believe, I believe that the gaslighting really, really, really started in earnest in this society by people who were probably born between 1946 and 1958. Right. That's uh, the baby boomers. Well, that, they, they are baby boomers, but it's not all the boomers. The boomers that were in their young adulthood, and when I say young adulthood, between the ages of 18 and 30, they were around doing stuff in the late sixties, early seventies, which results, which resulted in fast forward to what you got now, what we got now. Um, so that's really all I wanted to say for today because we don't have time to go into purpose, but the anger thing, everybody out there that's just super frustrated with anger, especially if you're a male, especially if you're under 40, this has been done to you on purpose. And what do you, how do you, is your time to talk about, well, okay, so exercise is one thing, but obviously you have to keep yourself mentally under control as well. Right. And that, that's, that's the thing that that's, that's kind that's of what, the maturity thing. That's the purpose part. But you know, we have, we have, I have, I believe I've identified something. And it's, it's, uh, it's really a rediscovery, but yes, when you're super angry, super frustrated, all that, all that, all that is intended to do is to infantilize you, make you into a toddler so that someone else can come save the day for you. And I think that all males should sit there and say, hold, hold, hold the phone. 
Stop the train. I am a man. You do not need to save me. You do not need to treat me like a child and, you know, make things better for me. I'm a man. Men are supposed, men are the ones that are supposed to make things better. That's part of the men's purpose. Actually, a man's purpose is to fight. And I don't mean be antagonist, antagonistic and hostile and disagreeable to other people. <laughs> That's part of it. That might be one of the ways that you fight. But when I say fight, it's, it's a, it's not a, it's not a narrow literal thing of I need to, you know, identify someone to beat up on. That is not the type of fighting I'm talking about as a man. As a man, your purpose is to fight. Your for things. For your family, for your country, for, you know, and, and that fighting takes very many, very many forms. If you have to, to work three jobs to put food on the table for your family, that's part of the fighting. Yep. If you have to, like, you know, bite your tongue and keep from, from caving someone's head in, that is also fighting. You know, you fight yourself. But you should do that in a in a in a constructive way. Mm-hmm. So, but that's purpose, and that's part of next time. This time, the big takeaway, and I don't know if, if repeating something over and over again is what works, but this the, the takeaway here is if you find yourself being super duper angry, that's intended. Someone, some, some group of people has decided that it is good to make all the males, well, to be gelded, basically, to, to, to be so angry that you're incapacitated to have someone else, you know, give you something. And um, if you don't think this way as a male, well, then, you know, good for you, but you're already too far gone for me to talk to. This message isn't for you. And that was the buzzer. (laughs) So I have talked out the clock. Uh, Remember, if you're super duper angry, that's on purpose. And so what you've got to do, step one is to figure out a way to, to, to come back from being super duper angry. Cause that that's fuel. That is our fuel. Anger is fuel for men. To be able to do and accomplish what it is we're supposed to do and accomplish in life. And that does not necessarily mean that you need to go out and be antagonistic and, ho- and hostile to other people. That's not what the no, anger is there for. That's immaturity. Yes. The anger is there for you to use. That's your fuel. And, you know, part of me is kind of thankful for to, to the idiots that are trying to, like, make everybody super angry because you're just really giving us more fuel. Right? If you know what to do then you can use that fuel. It's just like judo, right? I mean, I, I, I was, I, I remember back, uh, in my younger days, I would have like a fun little sparring matches with, with a friend who was a judo guy. And he would always knock me on my ass using my own like momentum. Right. Um, but you know, it wasn't, it was never really anything. It wasn't a death match. Well, no. And, and he was, he was always, he was, he was so good. He was so good at it. Like I'd never learned, judo except for a little bit of uh line training um to where i would you know he'd always he'd always put me on my butt but like he'd always trip me and all that stuff but it would i'd never get hurt and 
I got super angry and I almost ended up hurting him. Mm-hmm. So then he realized, oh, <laughs> you know, this guy kind of, this guy knows a little bit, knows enough to, knows enough to hurt someone pretty bad. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ramp them up to that state. And that's, that's what I believe is happening here. We're being ramped up to be used, right? We're being ramped up to be super angry, to be used, but I think we can turn the tables on our oppressors. So with that, we will leave you. Cheers. We're having a beer, having a good Friday. Um, hopefully you guys are doing the same. Please keep listening, like, subscribe. Uh, what else should they do? Share. Share. Uh, you know, all Comment, this- whatever. Comment would be nice. Never had a comment. But, you know, as long as you listen, we don't care.